God's people, on today's show, we play an audio clip of Ty Trivet pouring out his heart about the music industry and all things in between. From there, I add my own dialogue and express to you how I feel about music, the industry, art, and talk about my new project that's coming soon. Then we call up Lavelle Neal and take the show to another Lavelle and find out why Lavelle was actually debating whether or not to take a shower today. You might want to sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. Inspiration, now in session. Inspire guys, Inspire people, guys, the people. 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 My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. How much would it cost for you to compromise? What's your price to sell out? Tough question, ain't it? Most people probably will have a hard time being honest with themselves about that question. Like, man, what is your price tag to turn your back on everything you believe? Don't worry, I'm not going to make you answer that for real. You know, but I just want it cir- circling around in your head like, ooh, man, what, what would it be? Think about it. There was this video. My homeboy Matt shared it with a group of us today. It surfaced of Ty Tribbett talking about the music industry. This video got my attention specifically because I've been a Christian rapper for some years now. And, you know, I love music and I uh, love creating music anyway. I don't listen to a whole lot of music, which is probably odd. Um, considering that I make music, but you know, that's not the point of this. You know, I'm also obviously into business. So this show is about balancing faith in business. And sometimes that's a struggle when it's a tug of war or whatever. And so when I hear, you know, certain people in the music industry, give us a glimpse of what truly happens behind closed doors. It is something worth talking about in my opinion. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to, you know, share like, uh, it's probably a four minute clip of what is a 13 minute interview. So I do want to be uh, upfront with you and let you know that this is a 13 minute interview, but he really makes his point at least based on what I want to talk about in the first four minutes. And you could just go on YouTube and type in Ty Tribbett music industry, and you can watch it all for yourself if you're interested in that. Um, but what we're going to talk about today is in the proper context. So the other seven minutes, nine minutes, did I say 13 minutes? I can count. (laughs) Let's add something new to the list. Long story short, let's play a clip of that. And when we come back, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You know, I just got off the phone, my business call, and I'm just talking the air out a little bit. I'm just, I got a single coming out. Well, I want to put a single out that I'm like very, very excited about. I've been off the music scene for a little while. I feel like I've been off the music scene for a little while and partially for, for, for reasons like this. Uh, so I've been off the music scene for a little bit now. I'm excited to kind of come back and give this single. I'm excited about this song. I feel like it fits the times. I feel like it's encouraging and inspiring and uplifting and I want to make, not make y'all, but help y'all dance a little bit through 
this pandemic, uh, bring a little joy in your homes, bring a little dance and uh, an encouraging word. That was the purpose of it. Uh, I used whatever resources I had. I don't got my band here. I don't got my singers here. So I just, you know, uh, the sound is what it is. It's kind of like work it out type thing. But I just got off the call with, with, with um, you know, a business call. And, and, and it's like, I'm not selling out, y'all. I'm sorry. It's like, yo, your song is hot. Da, 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 da. If you do this. We can get you. I was like, yo, man. I was like, nah. I literally just hung up on the call. I literally like, hey, y'all. I can't do this right now. I know it's, it's really all about the money. And I, I ain't selling out like that, yo. So uh, uh, I'm out. What I mean all about the money is, like, if you got money, you can get certain platforms. Period. Um... If not, you got to do certain things to get that platform and make certain compromises. I don't got the money other people got. Well, let's just say I'm not willing <laughs> to use the money I got for that. That's what I mean by I'm not selling out. I ain't doing that. Nope. I'll pay my bills with my money. I'll, 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 I'll help the church and the people. No, I'm not that ambitious. I don't need it that bad. The song is going to come out. It's going to do what it's going to do. But I, I can't compromise, man. I can't sell out. I just can't believe. I can't believe I'm, I'm This is why I don't. This is why my head was in the sands of Orlando and lived church. Like, I can't. The industry, I can't. I can't do it. It's not godly. God didn't establish, establish the music industry. He didn't establish the gospel music industry. It's an industry. It's just, and to, to, to make music and to use the gift God gave you and to put all your blood, sweat, and tears. I know I sound like every other artist, but you put your blood, sweat, and tears into it. You put excellence into it. You, you know what I mean? The Lord gives you a gift and you want to give it back to him and point it back to him. And then you got to place this baby called a song into the hands of a godless industry. It's like, yo, and I'm not just talking mainstream. I mean, even the gospel music industry is, is not God established. Though he is glorified, he didn't establish it. Just like he might not have established your job, but you, he can get glory at your place of work. It's the same thing. But to put, to put these songs into the hands of that, and if you guys hear, whether you hear it or not, it's based on these powers that be or what I don't know. I'm just rambling. I know I'm frustrated, but yo, so that was Ty Tribbett talking about the music industry, specifically in relation to a new single that he has coming out or it may already be out. I'm not sure. I think this video was from four weeks ago, but I just seen it today. So I don't know. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. So let's kick it. There's a couple things that I want to say and express. You know what I'm saying? And let you guys know about how I feel about this video and how there's an aspect of it that's personal to me and my philosophy as a Christian artist. Now, keep in mind, none of my views and what I'm going to talk about in this video is specifically targeted at Ty Tribbett or his personal situation. I'm actually just talking about the topic that he's introducing. You know, so one of the things that he said was that the music industry, including the gospel industry, 
was not founded by God. He kind of related it to um, a regular job, right? So for me, one of the reasons I'm not a super fan of the music industry is because of this idea that you really lose all of your creative rights. So he's kind of maybe alluding to it a little bit indirectly in some areas where he talks about, you got this song, it's your baby, like you created it, but then you got to get on the phone with a group of people and they got to like it. Then they got to add their opinion to it. Then they got to tell you how you going to market it, give you a budget for it. What's going to be the platforms you going to go on? Like, that's how the music industry works. I don't know if a lot of people realize the actual ins and outs. Like, and this is across the board. That's just the music industry. And so what happens as an artist, you know, if I was give, let's just say me, if I was giving over my baby, my project, like I just created, I just completed a project with my producer, Red. We got an EP coming out, five songs sometime later this month. And if I had to take that, which is super vulnerable to me, and give it to a group of people that don't even believe what I believe, how I believe, they have a totally different agenda that's built completely and specifically around finances, that is a tough thing, I think, in any business. So one of the things for me where the music industry has never really, I ain't going to say never, just in my maturity or adulthood hasn't been that attractive to me is because it's not that attractive to get, like, basically for me, I got to be on one accord with whoever I'm doing business with. So if I was to sign some type of record agreement, it would have to be with a team of people, a label or something where we are like-minded. This idea of giving over something that I'm doing that's rooted in my purpose in Christ and giving it over to people that don't even know or care about what that means, can't do it. Not going to happen. No, 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 no. Other thing that was kind of interesting to me is like so many young artists, young up-and-coming artists, we teach them to chase the industry. We treat record deals as if they are like their success, right? So you have so many artists that are chasing this, but it's interesting to me when you start hearing a glimpse of the artists that are in it and they're not even totally satisfied with it. So I just wanted to bring it up again. I don't want to dig deep into it. I don't know a lot about his personal situation. This was not about him personally. Uh, let, let me say this last thing. The music industry is funny because it teaches people, even Christians, it teaches them to think industrialized. So they think like the industry. So what happens is it actually ruins your creativity because the industry, what they do is set standards for what they want things to be. As an artist, y'all know me, I always think about actual artists like Van Gogh, uh, Picasso, these type of people. You know, as an artist, you're creating what's in your soul, like what's in you, what's in your spirit. How can you tell me what to create? Art is not the same. Like Ty related it to your regular job. That's the one thing. I don't know if I view the, the music. I don't view music the same as a regular job. I don't view creative things exactly that way not personally expressive creative things because this is literally me this is my art now here's something that i agree with that he said god didn't create the industry what's the point of that for me i'm not saying what time in i'm saying what i what i take from that god didn't create all these rules and boundaries and 
oh, you got to create this type of song and all of these formulas for music. Music is art. So anyway, I thought it was interesting. I'm not saying I'm right about the whole conversation and how I'm thinking through it, but I thought it was a good opportunity to share with y'all how I think through it. Also, you know what this is a good time for? Me to tell you to go check out my music. All you got to do is type in J Will Music, J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. It's all one word. Or you can go to inspireguyspeople.com, hit the drop down box, hit music. But look, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, YouTube, go ahead and type in J Will Music. See what comes up. Check out my art, my portfolio, baby. I got a portfolio. We talking 75, 80 songs, you know, especially once I drop these new five. I got about 80 songs out, man. J Will Music, I should be in rotation um, in your radio, bro. Because look, man, I ain't got no record deal. I ain't even got no business call, y'all. I At least Ty got the call. At least he on there and, and get the... I ain't got no call, man. It's just me, dog. Well, me and Red. Red is a dope producer. And he brings my music to life. No, in all reality, we making dope music and we loving it. I can't wait to share, wait to share my new music with you all. Hopefully, uh, you didn't hate that part of the conversation as I went into this personal tangent on music and i don't know if people care about music in that way anymore but i thought that was something i wanted to share with y'all but now let's take this show to another level thank you it's time to go You just happened to be in worship mm-hmm. during the time that we had scheduled for this call. Mm-hmm. Brother, I live my life in worship, brother. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sure you, I never mm-hmm. questioned whether or not you live your life in worship. I questioned what you were worshiping. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, God's people? What's up, my brother? How you feeling, man? I feel good, man. I feel good. I feel good. I really do actually feel good. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. So, knowing that I was going to be on the show today, maybe about, I don't know, 40 minutes ago, my wife said, uh, you're, you're on, um, you're on the show today, right? And I said, yeah, and, you know, I'm in my pajamas, chilling. <laughs> and uh, I said, yeah, about, I don't know, about 30, 40 minutes. She's like, okay, are, are you going to take a shower and get dressed? And I was like, no. Wow, okay. I said, it's not a, I said, it's not a video call. It's a, it's a phone call. And she said, uh, but still. <laughs> Woo, I love it. I love it. <laughs> she didn't say be still. But then she would have got rebuked. <laughs> well, okay, said, whatever you say. <laughs> but she said, she said, but still. And I was like, okay, I was a little, I was a little offended. I was like, I don't, you know, what you trying to say, you know? I'm sitting here, I got on some shorts, a, you know, a t-shirt, just, you know, got a few tears in it, but I'm chilling around the house, hair ain't combed, whatnot, right. but it's a, it's a phone call. Why right. do I got to, you know? So I took her advice and I got in the shower, got dressed, combed my hair, and I actually feel 
better now. I love it. Not that I was feeling bad before, but I feel better. I actually feel better. Now, the audience wouldn't have known that my hair was all sticking up over my head because I ain't had a haircut in two and a half months. Right. But I know. And so the, fa- the fact that you know. Oh, okay, let, let me let me say this. All right. But before I get before I get into what I feel about this, when you say mm-hmm. but you know, like what does the fact that you know like have to do with it? How does that affect you? Like even though people will have no idea, like what are mm-hmm. you saying when you say that? Like but I know. Well, I know now that I'm clean, I'm presentable. You know, my hair is combed, and, you know, my wife can look at me and say, oh, you know what? That is the guy married. That <laughs> that's all not matters. some vagabond off the street. Well, uh, that's that's debatable, but I get <laughs> I get the point you're making. No, you know what? Like, like here, th- this is dope, man, for real, for real, because, first of all, shout out to your wife, uh, my sister Kenya, for, you know, uh, lighting a fire to you, you know. That's why. Look, listen, a capable woman. I keep telling mm-hmm. people, what a real man needs is a capable mm-hmm. woman. That like the two mm-hmm. work together, man. Like that's the way God made it. You can be a, a capable, talented, educated woman, a capable, talented, educated man. And there is purpose in that husband-wife relationship for both roles. I know we live in a society where everything is so intimidating on both sides. People want to start taking each other roles. But I'm telling you, man, when you operate in the role that God has given you, there is purpose. So to all my independent, strong, educated, talented women out there, like, Mm -hmm. do not be ashamed of being a wife. Amen. A capable Amen. help. Wife doesn't mean you're incapable. You know what I'm saying? Right. We got to, like, stop pushing that. It also doesn't mean that you the husband. Like, there are roles for it. I know this ain't relationship advice, though. I don't get into that. Why did I go down that road? But shout out to your wife for being capable. And the reason I'm saying that is because, like, I think sometimes when you get married, it's easy to want to challenge each other and not do it. Like, cause she could have easily, just imagine, she could have just easily thought that and not said it. Right. Right. And I would have preferred that in my <laughs> mind at the time. Right, right, right. You, you wasn't trying to hear it. In my mind at the time. I did, but, but because she said it and I did it, I actually feel good. Okay. So, so look, man, this, this is, it's so many layers to this. There are some times when people, especially your spouse, the people closest to you that really love you, like we can't even take criticism from them sometimes just out of our defenses or our pride, not knowing that that purpose, that person's entire purpose in that criticism is to make you better. And, wow. and so some of us out here right now, whether it be in your business, whether it be your job, whether it be your family, relationships, whatever it is, like 
we have to take a step back. And before we get offended or before we start dismissing what people are saying, allow ourselves to hear the advice of those who love us. Wow. You know what? It's funny you said that because, uh, you know, our two-year anniversary passed, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, and we watched our our uh, wedding video for the for our anniversary. And it's funny because she said some of those things in her vows to me, that oh. she would be there to support me, be there to help me, be, you know. And it's funny. It's so weird. I don't, I don't know why. We're wired this way, and it's not just men, it's women too. Why we're so wired to get offended when somebody that we know loves us tries to help nudge us in the right direction? It's such a great question. It's a dynamic question too, and I think a lot of it is that we enjoy our comfort zone. And when you think about Mm -hmm. it, like you never really want people to ruin your fun. I remember when my mom used to, um, you know, when I was younger, she still cooks. I just, you know, she just made some fire shrimp and grits the other day. Her and my brother Nehemiah had a cook-off. You know, we, look, man, my family, my mom, then we get it in 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 the quarantine. Like, ain't nothing stopping our immediate family. So, but my point is, I remember being younger, man, outside hooping, uh, giving somebody work. Oh, what up? Get busy. Oh, what up? Uh. Take that. Like, I'm out there balling. And I remember my mom, she opened up that door. And it's like, you can hear my mama's voice from three blocks away. She opened that door and said, y'all kids get in here. Put the food ready. And I remember being like, man, you interrupted my game for some food? Mm. But think about it. My mama was trying to feed me. And I was offended. (laughs) Because I wanted to play. And I think that's what it comes down to. In our comfort zones, we want to be lazy and we want to have fun. We do not want someone to challenge our laziness. Death to laziness. Let's do it. Yeah. I was being lazy, too, because I was very comfortable in my little torn-up T-shirt and pajamas. (laughs) And and look, here's here's the crazy thing about laziness. Laziness mm. feels so good, it will lie mm. to you and make you think it's the right thing to do. Like in that moment for you, while you were being lazy, it felt mm-hmm. good. But it only felt as good as you could think good could feel. Because you just said it. Mm-hmm. When you got up and got yourself together, you felt better not even considering that you didn't feel like you felt bad in the first place. Wow. That is true. You know what I thought about as you were talking was was Jesus. There's a scripture I, I would have to find it. Maybe I'll try in a few minutes, but so the word ain't hitting your heart. I got you, brother. Go ahead. All right. You went out, brother. Now, get, your, get your signal together. Get your signal oh. together. The last <laughs> thing I heard was Jesus, and then it went blank. I ain't know if. The, you, God struck you down for lying, or what happened over there? <laughs> now, what's no, the scripture? No, no. You know, what, what, once you say Jesus, there's nothing more to say. Hey, hey there you go. That'll preach. <laughs> but uh, there's a scripture where Jesus was uh, telling his disciples, this was 
shortly before he was betrayed and went on trial. But uh, he was telling his disciples that they all were going to end up betraying him and leaving him. Now, before I go into what Peter said, because Peter rebuked Jesus, right? look at their life. For three years, they were with Jesus. They were getting this international, I mean, well, national at the time, fame. Uh, people from different nations had heard about this this Jesus that was claiming to be the Son of God, and he was going around doing miracles. These was his boys. They was with him uh, at times, so they, they got some notoriety. So they were comfortable. They were comfortable in the area they were in. So now Jesus is telling them, you all are going to leave me. I'm going on trial. I'm going to get killed. But I'm going to rise again from the dead. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be with you all, and y'all will be good. They didn't want to hear that because they were so used to living their lives a certain way. Yeah, and that that comfort comfort makes you lazy. And you know what's crazy? Mm. Like, we spend so much of our lives trying to get comfortable. And I'm saying me too. Like, like I'm I'm just as guilty as the next person as you know, spending your life trying to seek comfort. When I was growing up in the hood and, you know, uh, you know, growing up where I grew up and, and, you know, we both grew up on the east side of Detroit, you know, I can remember being on Seven Mile and just things happening like our car getting stolen. Oh, then you got the gangs on this block and, you know, oh, a different gang on, around that way or different. Like you got all this violence, all this uncomfort going on. And I just know that I spent a lot of time in my life growing up wanting to get to comfort. And I mm-hmm. think what happens for us is that sometimes we chase and seek comfort so much that when we get comfort, we lose purpose. Mm-hmm. Like they were with Jesus, right? And they were comfortable mm-hmm. with him doing ministry. But the purpose of Jesus coming was to die on the cross for our sins. So they got so comfortable that purpose was like, oh, no, no, we don't want that. What you talking about, bro? You got to go. Right. Like, no, no, we, we going to ride this out forever, right? But yeah. when, you, when you think about, look, I, I want to talk a little bit about, about laziness and the impact that laziness has on our purpose. And if you go back to, you know, Lakinya telling you, hey, get up, get yourself together, right? A lot mm-hmm. of times... We can even look at that metaphorically. A lot of times in our lives, we are metaphorically sitting around. We ain't got up. We ain't got took a shower. We just got our feet kicked up. You know, and and we don't realize we are not the best version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And God will send somebody in your life that will challenge you. And maybe sometimes this person is the first person that's bold enough to even challenge your laziness. Mm. And we reject it. We reject it, yeah. And, and and going back to that story of Jesus, now, the disciples, like I said, had been with him for three years. They knew he loved them. They knew he cared about them. But when he made the statement letting them know what was about to come, Peter rebuked him. Because... Jesus was shaking them out of their comfort zone. He did it in love, 
but he was letting them know, you all are going to leave me. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. But then this is going to happen, and you all are going to be better. And Peter was like, no. No. This is the way it needs to stay. Because when you're comfortable, you don't want to let that thing go. It it, it could be Mm -hmm. as simple as you sitting on the couch. I I could think of times I'm sitting in the house, man. If I'm chilling and I let's say I had a long day working and could have been in the studio doing whatever. In that moment, when you finally sit down on that couch and kick your feet up and grab the remote, and my wife could be like, "Hey, mm. can you grab me a cup of?" And I'm like, "What in the world? I just sat down." <laughs> that is an example of comfort. She yeah. asked me at my most comfortable state to change, mm. to get up, change mm. my position and move. And that's what happens a lot of times from, from what Jesus did with the disciples, what your wife did with you was caught you at a comfortable moment. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I, I want to talk about this because when you look at like, okay, I am a believer that you have to become whatever you want before you get there. So you don't become great. And I know great. Sometimes I don't like using great because it's such a vague word, right? Let's make it specific. You don't become a CEO the day you become a CEO. Mm, Like, I'm going to tell you something. The worst thing that could possibly happen to you is if you have not developed the habits and the skill set of being a CEO yet, and, and mm-hmm. let's say a Fortune 50 company calls you today and you're not equipped. You, you don't have the mindset of a CEO yet. They call you today, give you the keys to the organization and say, imagine if Burger King called you today, say, yeah, bro, we want you to come in and be the CEO. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm. Answer wow. the question. No, I'm talking oh. to you. <laughs> I, I, I want to think I am, but honestly, no. I still got a lot of work, but I need to prepare to be in that place. You ain't even never worked at Burger King, brother. <laughs> what would make <laughs> you think? You know what? You need to get off the show I, and get can. in the right. You need to get off the show and get in the audience. I'm gonna just keep it a hundred with you. You need to be listening. <laughs> right. What in the world make you think you ready? You ain't never worked at Burger King a day in your life. Brother, I've eaten there. I've eaten there so much, brother, that I feel like I own stock. You know what? And that's the problem with some of us. We have been consumers for so long, and being a consumer gets you in the room. It gets you in the building, but you ain't on the right flow, brother. The CEO ain't at the cash register. I can tell you that much. (laughs) Here, here's the point I'm making. I don't even know how to work the cash register. And that's my point. And now, all jokes aside, what ends up happening to us so many times is that we think in our minds we're ready for something that we haven't prepared for. And you have to first become great before you obtain greatness so that when you get it, you can handle it. And I'm being honest when I say this. This is the first thing I thought about when... When you told, when you just talk, shared with me just now that LaKenya said, but still, mm. that but still represents greatness to me. 
because uh. that butt still represents it doesn't matter that they can't see you. It's who you are. And it, it's taking a person's mind from saying, I only get myself together when people are looking to saying, no, I embody greatness and give my best at all times, whether people see it or not. Wow. Yeah. So, so you know, as you were talking, I thought about this scripture. I want to read the scripture real quick. This is Second uh, Timothy. Chapter one, and this was this was uh, most probably one of the last letters Paul wrote before he died. Um, he was writing to his son in the gospel, Timothy. And uh, verse three, he talks about, you know, he thanks God for him and how he prays for him day and night. And verse five says he calling him into remembrance the faith that was in him from his from his mother and from his grandmother. And then verse six says this. And this is the New King James. It says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hand. That's what I thought about as you were as you were talking about how, you know, I don't cook much. I cook a little bit here and there. But if you put seasonings into your water and you start to boil the water, the seasoning is just going to go to the bottom of the pan or the the the, uh, the pot. It's going to settle. And it's just going to lay there. Now, it's going to settle. <laughs> it's going to settle. It's just going to settle. But once that fire gets going under it and it starts boiling, then it's going to agitate the seasonings. And they're going to start to move. Stop so, settling. Yes, stop settling. Stop settling. Because we have to we have to physically stir up the gifts that's in us. We have to, to physically remind ourselves of who we are in Christ, who Christ called us to be in him and in the world. I need people. in our business life. Yeah. I, I need people to really like like let's get super practical right now because what I really want to do with the information that we're talking about today. I want someone to actually be able to take this. Not that they can't take what we already have said, but I need them to be able to take this because here's the thing. Uh, it's it's almost like uh, instructions for a recipe or something, right? Like it doesn't just show you the ingredients. It actually tells you what to do with them. Now, now when, when I say that, what I'm, what I'm saying is that, so first... Right, we we talking about defeating de laziness right now, death to laziness. Like so, yeah. so first things first, you need to visualize a better version of yourself. So, so mm -hmm. like I said, before you could become a CEO, you need to become a CEO. You need All to right. be a CEO before you get the title. Like a, 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 an example for my churchy people, like for for you, Lavelle. Um, yeah, a pastor, right? Mm -hmm. Like a pastor doesn't go from being a member in the pews one day to just being a pastor. Right. But the roles you take in between, um, whether it be, you know, leading, uh, leading the music ministry, youth pastor, right. Elder deacon, all of those roles prepare you so that by the time you become a pastor, you have uh -huh. already transitioned into a pastoral mindset. Mm 
Wow. So, so mindset first, like first visualize, become a better version of you. Like visualize what that is and then, and then start working towards that. But then the second thing I want to say is where you kind of led us to there is stir up the gift. Now, I like what you use with boiling water and seasoning, right? But Mm -hmm. look, everybody like to bake cake, okay? Because I don't know why you was cooking that water. See, I don't cook. So I don't understand why you cooked that water just now. I don't know why you put that seed. And I'm sure because you cook, it's a reason you did it. But I don't Mm -hmm. know why you just cooked water. Right. (laughs) You want to tell me or what? Like, why did you cook water? Well, yeah, see, I'm a little I'm a little weird. So, like, if I'm making macaroni and cheese or spaghetti, um, I I put the seasoning in the water, boil it, and then I put the macaroni or spaghetti in the pot. So okay. the the see the water is already seasoned, and then once I put the I, I know it's some I know it's some really good cooks out there like this crazy person. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's how that's how that's how I cook. Well, now I, and then, you know, of course, it. I put a few more seasonings in on the actual noodles a little later, but I do like to season my water. Oh yeah, see, I ain't even know water went in there. You know, to me, I thought it was noodles and cheese, bro. I I just thought you go grab the cheese, get the noodles, throw that boy in the oven, come out with the banging macaroni and cheese. I ain't know you had to put water in there, so I'm not one to judge you. I can't say nothing about it, but I guess my point was. I think it's a great example that you used about stirring up, but I wanted to bring something to the table that might be a little more familiar than cooking water, and that's baking a cake, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at – now, I'm talking box cake right now. I, again, I can only tell you at a very low level of cooking, I've made right. some muffins before, but I ain't never did it from scratch, okay? I'm not – listen, I'm not a baker, okay? But I'm a faker. So here's my point. You <laughs> – when you put that cake mix in that bowl, right? Mm-hmm. If I took mm-hmm. a ca- if I took a bowl, threw the cake mix in there, couple eggs and some milk and whatever else is supposed to go in there, right? Mm-hmm. No one wants to eat that. Right, that's right. That's good. And I'm talking about even kids, like cuz we used to eat the cake batter after, you know, you stir it up, mix it right. up. Then no, nobody want to eat just the straight egg boy. Right. My point is, and again, you're talking about settling. My point is, when you just, uh, all of us have the ingredients for greatness in us. In Mm. one way or another, God created you with some level of greatness in you. But when you are not stirring up that gift, nobody wants it. Wow. Yeah, there's a there's a scripture that says that God has dealt unto everyone a measure of faith. Ooh, why it sound like you cooking? A measure. <laughs> Look, and so here's the point, because if we being honest, Lavelle, there are people out there who feel like, no, nah, I don't have greatness in me, though. Like, no, no, ain't, ain't like what, what can we say to those people? Because I don't want to gloss over the fact that some people might feel like I don't have those ingredients though. I don't have Mm. anything to stir. Mm. What should they do? Wow. Um, I would say, well, as you said, everyone has 
something in them. Uh, even, even <laughs> okay, this this is gonna sound crazy. I'm gonna go ahead and say it, and you can rebuke me later. Okay. But um, even criminals. Praise God. People who cars and figuring out how to break in your house. Like always, think about how people who design ways to get around burglar alarm systems. How intelligent they are. It's amazing. And I always think, like, wow, if they took the intelligence that they have to figure out how to get around these burglar alarm systems or get around that pit bull that's in the backyard, if they took the intelligence that they had toward that and put it toward some type of business, that they would excel and be richer than they were just breaking in your house, stealing a couple hundred dollars. They're, they could be multi-millionaire. That is an amazing example because so many times, like, you don't re- – see, and, and that answers the question, like, so many times people are gifted, but they don't call it a gift. And mm-hmm. that's really the problem with some of us. You are gifted. You are brilliant. But your, yeah. your gift is perverted. The mm-hmm. gift came without repentance. So a brilliant mind that a, a a brilliant mind that God gifted you with, oh, you're brilliant. Now it's up to you if you want to use that for evil or good. And to Lavelle's point, you have criminals, and and we're not gonna get into who's to blame for that. If it's their environment, if it's them, there's a bunch of different levels to that. That's not our purpose with bringing up this example. Okay, our purpose with this example is just to point out the fact that just because you are doing something bad or you're not doing something good does not mean the potential for good is not in you. Mm, wow. It may, it may be laying dormant. It may be settled. It may, it, may, it may have settled. It may be at the bottom of the pot waiting on the fire to kick in. Or it may be those two eggs laying on top of some cake batter swimming in milk. Right. But the potential is there. And that, a lot of times, is the first thing that we need to point out. Because so many people don't believe that it's in them. Like, that's the thing. The belief, the measure of faith. What we're talking yeah. about right now is sometimes you have to defeat laziness to discover your measure. Some of <clears throat> us don't... We, I always tell people this, man. Like I'll, I'll people will say, I don't, I can't find my purpose. Do you know my mm-hmm. first question to that person is always, "Are you looking for it?" Mm-hmm. Because think about this, Lavelle. If you lost your wedding ring, which I'm mm-hmm. going to assume you haven't, or this would be a horrible time to bring it up. <laughs> If you lost your wedding ring and just for two weeks were walking around without it, I mean, going everywhere, doing whatever, right? Assuming it would even take two weeks for your wife to notice. When your wife noticed that you don't have your ring, right? Mm-hmm. And you just say, I can't find it. Then what happens when she say, have you looked for it? And you'd be like, oh, no. Wow. How cra- who would lose their wedding ring and not look for it? Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and how offensive would that be to her? Exactly. It would show her that I didn't value the ring. There you go. So what ends up happening when a person doesn't know where, what their purpose is and they are at the exact same time, not even looking for their purpose. What Mm. you're saying is it's not valuable enough for my time to search for it. Because when you lose something valuable, you lose grandma's ruby necklace or something. You flipping over <laughs> couches. You look, Some of right. us ain't even looked in between the couch pillows for our purpose. Wow. The most obvious place. Look, matter of fact, if you don't know what your purpose is, today, for no apparent reason, I want you, and your spouse going to look at you like you crazy, whoever you are. I want you to just walk in the house and start lifting up pillows, start looking under the... Look for your purpose, literally wow. like you're looking for keys or a lost cell phone. And when they ask you, what are you looking for? Just tell them, I'm practicing for looking for my purpose. Wow. Wow. I'm not going to let another day go by. Like, yeah. if you don't know your purpose, every day people around you should be able to see and tell that you are looking for something. That is that is excellent, man. And you know, you you had talked about you know just encouraging people who may feel like they don't have a purpose. I thought about that was a pretty funny story in uh, uh, the book of Judges, huh, somewhere around the sixth chapter. It was Gideon's introduction, and uh, it talks about how he was he was hiding. He was he was out in the threshing fields or whatever trying to. To, to get some wheat and stuff and hiding it from their enemies. He just was like at a very low point in his life. And um, the Bible says that, that the Lord appeared to him and God said something very interesting to him. He said, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Mm. And I can imagine Gideon looking like, remember the three stooges when somebody were walking the room and I'm, probably telling my age but i was gonna they, say brother the three stooges <laughs> for me was like an old tv show when i was yeah the, I, the, for, the, for the record it was old when i was young too but i still watch it. i still watch it today but anyway whenever they were in a room okay. they were walking the room and someone would say gentlemen they would all look around like who just walked in like who are who is he talking to right. but i can imagine gideon looking around like mighty man of valor I'm literally hiding from my enemies right now, and I'm supposed to be a man of war, and you called me a mighty man of valor. Why? Because God sees what we are to become. He sees what our purpose is instead of looking at us where we are now. But we tend to look at ourselves where we are right now. And that is exactly why I said you don't become a CEO when you become a CEO. You exactly. have to see yourself as a CEO now. He had to start seeing himself as a mighty man of valor now. You don't wait until you accomplish something great and then it's like, mighty man of valor. No, you're in your mind. Your mind is so powerful. God has gifted yeah. us with a powerful mind. I'll tell you, Lavelle, right now how powerful your mind is. Mm. Based off something you said today, my brother, Mm. you said 
that your wife challenged you to get ready, get up, get dressed for this interview today, even though it's not a visual interview. And then after you did it, you said you actually feel better. The reason you feel better is all in your mind. It's a mentality. You changing your physical appearance impacted your mental mindset. And so what we have to understand is that sometimes it's just like, bro, hit the shower. Like, go ahead, hit the shower, iron the shirt. And and look, I, I know that this quarantine has messed people up. This lockdown has messed people up. But I'm telling you, don't let this lockdown have you sitting around the house looking like who did it, what for, and when they coming back to get it. Because at the end of the day, you're messing up your own mindset. Wow. Yeah. It's, I, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Um, the first two weeks of the quarantine, I did absolutely nothing. And I'm not even exaggerating. I ate, slate, ate slept, ate. Slate, forgot how to talk. Right. <laughs> right. I went to sleep. <laughs> no, no offense to our down south brothers and sisters. Um, no, I, but, I, I never said that's how they talk, but okay, now that you did, no offense to y'all brothers and sisters. <laughs> but yeah, I did nothing, man. And I remember I was listening to your podcast. I was listening to Inspire God's People. And for the record, it was an episode that I was not on. I don't, I don't only listen to the episode. That I'm on. I they listen got to the actual show all the, the time. The ones you're on typically are the ones that ain't about nothing. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. This is an amazing show. Y'all know that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Go ahead. My bad. Um, I mean, if you don't listen to it, who knows? You may fall down the stairs or something. So <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I was listening to the show, and you said something very interesting. You said something to the effect of, don't let this quarantine end and you don't have anything to show for it, except yeah. that you caught up on some TV shows and got some sleep. Yes, sir. Now, that shook me up. It really did. And I, I said this before, probably being redundant, but I just feel like somebody need to hear it again. That, you know, when the quarantine hit, like I said, I didn't do none of those first two weeks. But when you said that, and it was a lady at my church that said something she was, we were praying for, uh, like our praise team was praying for one another, and she said something about lighting a fire under me to go forth and do what I'm supposed to do. Those two things really did help me stir up my gift. And I said, I need to, I need to, to be doing something. I don't want this quarantine to end, and I don't. I can say I caught up on all the TV shows, but I haven't, you know, done anything for Neil Down Productions. I haven't done anything for Lavelle, my wife, you know, or anything like that. So. That helped me, so I appreciate that, brother, and I just want to encourage anybody out there, you do have purpose. You do have uh, something in you that God can use to propel you to greatness. Don't sleep on it. Don't, don't lay down on it. Don't, don't let it uh, – don't, don't settle. Don't, don't let it sit at the bottom of the pot. Don't, let, don't be the two eggs laying in the batter. But get up. Go for it. Do like like Jermaine said. Find your purpose. Find out what if you don't know what it is. Find out what it is. The Lord is more than willing to let you know. 
His word is more than willing to, to, to speak to you. You don't need to try to run and find a prophet. Open up the greatest prophecy of all, which is the 66 books of the Bible. Read the word of God. Find out what your purpose is. You know, there's a scripture that says that, um, that, 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 that God puts, you know, desires within us, that he will, he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, you know, some people think that means that, that he's going to give you what you want. But that's not what it says. It says he gives you the desires of your heart. So I believe that the desires that you have, notice I didn't say the wants, but the desires that you have, I believe God placed those things in you. He wants to hone them and propel you into being what he has called you to be. No, that's amazing. And, you know, the, the scriptures talk about delighting yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And the thing about delighting yourself in the Lord, it means to delight in him means to want what he wants. Yes. So, of course, God is going to want to give you what you want once you want what he wants for you to want. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you said a bunch of good stuff. You know, this idea that sometimes we feel like we don't know our purpose. Look, I, I'm going to say it. That's why we have this podcast. This mm-hmm. is not a one and done show. This, if you a first time listener, we appreciate you like never before, but I'm telling you, you need to go back to those earlier episodes. This yeah. is a show that will guide you to your purpose over time through a process. I say it all the time, a process. Why is that so important? It's because nothing great ha- happens overnight. And it's also because of the fact that we have to work our faith. You got to work your faith. But here's the other thing, Lavelle. You talked about it. When you had those two weeks and you were being lazy, it wasn't that you didn't have a reason to get up and do anything. It wasn't that you didn't have a purpose. You get what I'm saying? Like you had, a, you mentioned oh, yeah. it. You you got a wife. You have a, a company in Neil Down Productions. You got a child on the way. Like, what? that's public information, right? So that's cool to say, right? You, it it uh, is now. Uh, yeah, you put it on Facebook four months ago, brother. Don't try to put me out there like right. that. But uh, I, I, did, I didn't officially announce it to, to inspire God's people. But, yes, that is true. We are uh, expecting. Praise God. Well, hopefully that's cool. If your wife don't want that out there, I thought when you put it on Facebook to the millions of people in the world that it was okay, you know, for our few thousand to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Inspire God's people. Can we? I don't know why we hearing it so late anyway. But my point is, that, yeah. yeah, disrespectful. It's all good. <laughs> my, my point with that is you have a child on the way, right? Let me rebuke you real quick. Let me, for anybody mm. who wants to practice rebuke, this, mm. this is how you, re, that's how I should title this show. One way to rebuke someone. No, I'm just joking. I'm not about to rebuke you. But my point is, you know, you let's say you didn't you felt like you didn't know your purpose and that's why you were sitting around right mm-hmm. but you're about to be a father and mm-hmm. and I, I i don't know what you think about this but i'm the kind of person that i have a great imagination oh mm-hmm. i can create purpose in my mind i can give myself a reason to go after something 
and take one thing. And I think sometimes we just are not creative enough. Like if I had a kid on the way, I'd be like, wait a minute, your kid got to go to college. They need their first car. Um, you might, you might have career day and they want daddy to come to career day. Like I can, I can take that one simple thing that, that fact of having a kid coming and create a hundred purposes out of it and a hundred reasons that should get me off of the couch. Wow. Yeah. Obviously you couldn't do that. (laughs) Maybe it's because your wife's still pregnant with the purpose in her. And so she's carrying the child. And maybe that's why she, maybe it was your child speaking. That wasn't even Kenya. That was your, that was your child. Well, you know, you know, actually, 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 you just said something real interesting, my brother. Okay. Sometimes it takes somebody, and I, oh, actually, I think this goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the other of this broadcast. It takes somebody to help nudge you or push you into the right direction. Yeah. And unfortunately, it was you. But I would argue I appreciate it. You know, God used you to help shake me, to help push me to start stirring up the gift. And I knew I needed to, but I didn't. But you were there to help push me. Just like today, I didn't want to, you know, take a shower. I'm just going <laughs> to hop on and uh, <laughs> just come on this but, show just stinking, brother. But, but. For the record, guys, I'm always clean on the broadcast. broadcast okay, I, I'm always clean. I just want to throw that one out there. Uh, you know, I'm 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 good to go, guys. All right. Um, me too. For right. the record. Exactly. Um, let me ask you this, Lavelle. Since mm-hmm. this show has turned into an open rebuke about you, uh, in my defense, this was your idea. This is your topic. This is your segment, not mine. Um. <laughs> Now, since since those two weeks when you say you were doing nothing, like, <laughs> what have you done since? I, I want to put you on the spot. Like, what are some things you've done? Because if it's somebody out there and they thinking like, look, I said this before. When we don't know what to do, we do nothing. So for some mm-hmm. people, it's like, okay, you keep talking to me about do something or find my person. Like, where do I start? So what have you done in, you know, in the time since those first couple weeks of the lockdown? Yeah, so um, I I think I announced at on the the new days new days show. Happy New Day! It was the first show yeah. of 2020. This guy, come on, bro, get it together. <laughs> I think I announced then that I did finish writing my second play, Hostage, and our plan was to put it up this year. The quarantine is going to end up pushing that back. But what I, one of the things that I did was I said, you know what, if Hostage is going to be pushed back. 2021 then i need to do something else so i actually started writing my third play that was one of the main things that i did i said i I need to start this so i I wrote out the outline um i actually started writing it i'm a couple pages in not anywhere near finished but i did start it and that was what that was one thing that i wanted to make sure that i did that's from a um, business perspective from a natural perspective, we started. I started getting the house ready for the baby. Okay. Um, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done around the house to prepare for the baby to come. So I started on that just from a from a from a home perspective, and then I guess more so from a eh, spiritual perspective. I guess 
I did start um, a Facebook Live show that I'm doing called Quarantine with Lavelle. Um, and so I started that. So just a few things that I started doing just to kind of push myself in the direction, uh, writing out outlines and, you know, just getting prepared for my future. Because this quarantine is going to end. This virus is going to go away. And we're going to go back to normal life. I don't know when, but we are. And if we just wasted months and months, then, you know, what was the purpose? No, I like that. I like everything you said. There was only one thing I didn't necessarily like that you said, and it was when you said, eh, spiritual. It's like, like why did you just deep, uh, well, yeah, spirit. No, no, they just deep, I, deprioritize the spirit like that. No, bro, no, you don't, you don't get no, you don't get to, you don't get to say nothing to that. Just, just take that open rebuke. This is the open rebuke show. I'm just joking, of course. Um, but what you did seriously say, um, you you said some good things, and what I like about that is, you know, you said that hey, I said something on one of the episodes about don't leave this pandemic empty-handed, and I wanna. Just because that has such an impact on Lavelle, I want to say it to you right now because there might be yep. someone listening that didn't hear that episode. Don't leave this pandemic empty-handed. Refuse to leave out of this the same. Don't catch up on every Netflix episode and you haven't caught up on your purpose. What I love about what Lavelle, what you did, man, is you put into action. Now, Again, because I like to give people practical and tangible ways that they can actually, you know, be guided and find their purpose. Here's a couple of dope things that you said. You tackled every area of your life. So you got the, the personal, the home side, right? The husband side of I need to prepare this home for my child. And that's also going to make your wife happy. So you're right. you're preparing something for your child, making your wife happy. I for me that is super important in all of this. And you're talking about purpose and all that. Like, forget purpose if I'm not being a husband, right? So that's because right. that's part of my purpose. But then you talk well, she, about she made, she made she made me take a shower. The least I could do is make the, get the yeah, house ready. Exactly. And there's a part of me that's <laughs> thinking that she actually had selfish reasons for wanting you to smell better. Okay. <laughs> I'm guessing that you was not your best. Um, but the other thing, man, is like you tackled some stuff in your business, your entrepreneurial efforts, writing your play. And you know how I feel about you. your plays are amazing. He is an amazing writer. And probably the most frustrating thing for me is that you don't write enough. Mm. You know, I think you should be writing more than plays. I really do. But we'll talk about that another day. But mm -hmm. I like that you did that. And then, like you said, you got the quarantining with Lavelle, um, which I think is probably going to be, you know, bigger than a quarantine with the video, the Facebook Live. So y'all make sure y'all follow uh, or friend Lavelle Neal on Facebook. When is it? Every Thursday that you're doing the shows? Uh, yes, sir. Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. And they can uh, go to the Neal Down Productions uh, Facebook group page, N-E-A-L, Neal Down Productions. See what I did there? Yeah, I see what you did. Your name's Lavelle Neal. We get it. Um, NealDownProductions.com <laughs> is the website. But no, man, I, I appreciate that you're doing that. So look, as a tangible way for people, let, let's take though, let's use Lavelle's example. You know, if you're if you're like, where do I start? Starting your home. So if you're a, a husband mm -hmm. or a wife, 
a father, a mother, a, a sister, brother, do something in your house. Find mm-hmm. something valuable to do in your house. There is a project. The trash need to go out. The garage need to be swept out. The grass need to be cut. There's a home project, right? Mm-hmm. Then find something in your business. Or maybe you're in school or maybe, you know, you're a business professional. Do something entrepreneurial or something business-wise. And then, not lastly, do something uh, spiritual. <laughs> what do you think about that, man? I think that's excellent advice. I didn't know I was that deep. Yeah, you know, th- here's the thing, bro. You're not. Um, what I did was... <laughs> You know, it's kind of like when Jesus turned water into wine. He mm. takes something basic, right, <laughs> and gives it flavor. You know, I took what you said was uh, spiritual, but <laughs> no, nah, man, that was that was dope stuff, man. Uh, um, hopefully, you know, anybody out there listening, man, definitely feel free to hit us up. Uh, you know, you can find me at InspireGuysPeople.com. Email music at gmail.com. We are definitely, 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 definitely interested in hearing what you think about the show. Please leave reviews on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and all those good things. Before I get out of here, I do want to talk about, this is kind of piggybacking off of the last show, Lavelle, um, the Christian entrepreneurship roll call. And, you know, I had entrepreneurs from all different companies on here talking to them about their stories. And here's something that birthed out of that, all right? I don't know if you've seen this because I know that Facebook, me and you never see each other Facebook posts, like ever. I never see them. Yeah, Facebook they, posts. Yeah. And you don't, you don't really be on Instagram like that. So, you know, I started, you know, with the Lord really, it hit me during one of the interviews last week. Like, I want to support Christian businesses during this pandemic. So one of the things that I'm doing is every week I'm shopping with Christian entrepreneurs. Some of them I know, some of them, actually most of them I don't know. Um, I'm finding them on Instagram or I had people tagging me on a Facebook post. And I've been shopping with these companies and I'm sharing them on my Instagram and my Facebook pages. Uh, Today I actually shared, I bought a hat from a company called Kingdom Culture Apparel um, there in Detroit. And another company called Brooks Candles. So we are supporting Christian businesses. If you have a Christian business, feel free to tag us in something on Facebook or Instagram or shoot me an email or do something. Find me at InspireGuysPeople.com. Tell me about your business and how we can support. And understand that we cannot support everyone. We cannot buy everything, but I definitely can try to get other people to do so. So what do you think about that, Lavelle? Supporting Christian businesses. That is so dope, man. That is so dope. Now, don't don't miss your opportunity, people out there. This show has a lot of reach. I know, you know, Jermaine probably won't talk about it like that, but I will. This show has a lot of reach. It, it reaches a lot of people. It's it's not just national, it's actually international. And listen, don't miss your opportunity. He is the Lord as uh, bless Jermaine with an audience, and he's actually opening up, giving you this opportunity. So please take advantage of it. This may help stir you up. This may help propel you into what God has called you to do. So don't miss this opportunity. 
No, man. Yeah, appreciate it. And, you know, what we really want to be about at this show is really living, you know, the culture and living, you know, the mission of what we say we are about, you know, balancing faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Business is a part of what we do and what we believe. And we are a resource for Christian entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. And we want to continue to develop that. And this is one of the ways that the Lord put on my heart to not just be about myself, not just be about, you know, you know what my mission and what my goal is, but to also be mindful that there are other people out there. And what really happened, Lavelle, is that my mindset was I want to help Christian entrepreneurs keep their dream alive. So, mm. so the same way we're talking about in this pandemic, like don't allow yourself to get lazy and lose focus and lose purpose. The reason I'm talking about all that is because I don't want to see you lose your business. And I know times are tough right now, but we are tougher. And I believe that, you know, if if we encourage and inspire one another in Jesus Christ and the biblical principles to, to work our faith and defeat laziness, that our, our dreams and our businesses can stay alive. Amen. I mean, you scared me, bro. I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> I, like I didn't know if you were ending right there. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that was like, that was deep. All right, I guess it's time to end the show. Thank y'all so much for listening. Thank you for joining us today, Lavelle. And uh, you know, man, I don't know that that silence at the end scared me, and um, I'm sure to scare our listeners too. But hopefully, y'all come back next week. God's people, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoy what you heard, please do stop over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe to the show. You can just even Google Inspire God's People and enjoy every show all the way back to our first episode. And please do not forget to tell a friend. We love you. Inspire God's Inspire People. God. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it. The art is all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.